What if you could have the house of your dreams? All the money you needed to buy all the things your heart desired. What if you could have your perfect body, be in the best shape of your life? What if you had peace with all of your most important relationships? What could life look like if you had all the opportunities, the time, the skills, and the resources you needed to live the life of your dreams? That is what most people refer to as abundance. And today, we're going to talk about what it takes to attract abundance into your life. Hey, my name is Shalene Johnson. And in case this is the first time you've caught one of the Shalene shows, I want you to know my voice. I'm just getting over a little bit of laryngitis. Totally fine. Feel great. Just wanted to explain the raspiness in my voice. I'm just super happy that you're here. And I'm really excited that you want to talk about abundance because I believe you can attract so much more abundance in your life than what you're experiencing today. I am so grateful to have you here because I believe in this stuff. Not only do I believe in it, I've experienced it. I have been able to change my mindset to grow my financial situation, improve my relationships, like turn crazy, not so great things completely around like 180 by putting what I'm going to share with you today, by putting these practices into place. So I personally believe that abundance is a habit. It's a way of life. It's a way of thinking and it's a way of doing things that attracts more blessings to you. And I know you want that or you wouldn't be listening to this episode. So let's get to it, shall we? I'm sure there's like an official definition of the word abundance and that's great. I'm just going to share my own as I always do my own personal experience and my own personal interpretation of these things. When I think of the word abundance, I think of a feeling, a feeling that I have everything that I want. And I also know that so much more is coming to me. Abundance in my mind is a state of being. It's like your energy. It's your spirit. It's having a generosity towards other people. It is this feeling of calm that you know everything's going to work out in your favor, knowing that things, more blessings are coming your way, knowing you're going to have the ability to bless other people. I know a lot of people think of the word abundance as it relates to money, and that's part of it for sure. But I think abundance affects every single one of the most important areas of your life your health, your relationships, your financial stability, where you live, how you get along with other people, your mindset, like how you even view yourself, how you look at your life that you're living. Like to have true abundance is to know that like we've got one lifetime and I want to get the most out of it and I want to give as much as possible. And in order to do that, I've got to make room for it. I've got to be intentional about it. And I have to train myself to develop certain habits so that I not just attract abundance to me, but I could also be someone who exudes abundance. Okay. And this is not something most people are born with. It's not something most of us are even role modeled, but it is something that I bet other people around you, or maybe even people you've seen online have role modeled this. And that's good enough. We always think, or I hear people all the time say like, I wish I had a mentor. I wish I had somebody who could take me under their wing, or I wish there was somebody like that in my life. And I personally can tell you that I didn't necessarily have those kinds of people in my life either, but I did through things like this, like digital media. From when I started learning this stuff, like on cassette tapes and books, those people were mentoring me in the best way possible. Like if I were to go out to lunch with you and talk to you about abundance, I would forget all the good stuff. I would put it in the wrong order. I would mess it all up. You know what I'm saying? But when somebody writes a book about it, when someone creates an episode or a podcast or even a presentation or a course, 
they've mapped it out. They've planned it out. They've made certain not to eliminate or to overlook one important step. So I personally think one of the very best things you can do to learn how to have more abundance in your life is something you're doing right now. By listening to this episode, you are learning the steps that other people have put into practice. And if they work for other people, you have to believe that they will work for you too. Maybe you've considered using CBD to help you to become more relaxed, to deal with anxiety, or to deal with aches and pains. I personally find that CBD combined with a few other really important all natural ingredients for sleep have changed my bedtime routine. But I do wanna mention that there are other ways you can use CBD because it is a natural product to help eliminate inflammation, to help with anxiety, with depression, sleep issues, back pain, joint pain, lots of other solutions. I can't go to bed at night without taking my sleepy gummies. However, you should keep in mind that you get 15% off everything Soul makes when it comes to their CBD products, which are 100% organic. They are made here in the USA. They have zero THC, so you don't have to worry about getting high, And not only is that a claim that they make, they third-party lab test all of their products so you can rest assured that what you're getting is actually what's on the label. But if you're in the United States and you'd like to get 15% off all of the CBD products that they make, including CBD products for your pets, go to getsoul.com forward slash Shalene. That gives you 15% off. And that 15% is taken at checkout. A lot of you have said, I've added it to the cart and I don't see the discounts. It is when you go to checkout that you will see the 15% is automatically taken off the total. Again, that's getsoul.com forward slash Shalene for 15% off. And if they work for other people, you have to believe that they will work for you too. I bet you've got people in your life who it just feels like a storm cloud is always following them. Like bad things happen to them and it's no fault of their own oftentimes, although sometimes it is. You know these people who, and every time you talk to them, they're telling you about, you know, the new expense that they weren't expecting that just happened or the car accident that they just had or now so-and-so has got this illness and and then this bad thing happened and that bad thing happened. And it just, you start to go like, do they want bad things to happen to them or is this their primary focus? So I want to start with that because I also believe that has to do with a scarcity mindset. Someone who has a scarcity mindset also believes they have a limited amount of the things that they want. So they feel that way around money. They always feel like they're getting screwed. Someone's taking advantage of them. They're not going to be making more money. Their mindset is, I will not have enough. I don't have enough and I will not have enough in the future. It's not just around money. Somebody with a scarcity mindset often, like this is the person who, I'm just going to tell you and some of you are going to be really offended. This is the person who is so particular about every single thing in their home. Like their couch is covered in plastic. Their carpet, they wear like, first of all, you either have to put like booties over your shoes when you walk in the house or you for sure have to just wear socks. But nonetheless, they're walking around with like a bottle of Resolve strapped to their belt loop because, you know, nothing can go wrong in the home. And they freak out when anything is out of order or something gets damaged. Why? Because they believe that's all they're going to get. Someone with a scarcity mindset, it's pretty easy to spot them because they can't let go of things. Their garage is packed with things that they 
don't ever plan to use ever again. They never plan to wear them again. And so, but they hold on to everything because subconsciously they don't realize it. They have this belief that they won't be able to buy that again, even though it's a t-shirt that they had from, you know, 1995 and they're never going to wear it again. But like, it's this mindset that like, I have to hold on to everything just in case. Now, a lot of this this mindset, whether it's scarcity or abundance, certainly comes from our caregivers when we were young, right? So especially people who grew up with parents who, or grandparents, I should say, who survived the depression, you know, and and like I remember hearing stories about like a great aunt who every single restaurant that she went to, she would steal like the ketchup and the salt and pepper little packets and keep them in a drawer, even though they were doing fine, but in their minds, it was like, well, just in case, like it's feast or famine, famine is coming. It's right around the corner. And that is a scarcity mindset that many of us need to check ourselves and ask if in fact, we have been influencing the people around us with a scarcity mindset. An abundance mindset, on the other hand, is someone who, you know, when you lose something or you don't get the deal, you don't get the promotion. It's like, that's okay. I know something better is coming my way. I really wanted to buy that house and somebody else got it. They put in a better offer. That's okay because I know something more amazing is coming. That in my mind is an abundance mindset. And here's the thing that probably most people aren't going to tell you. The reason why I think it is so, so critical that you work on adopting this mindset is because it reduces your stress. And ladies and gentlemen, stress makes us die. Stress makes us fat. Stress makes us unhappy. Stress makes us mean. Stress makes us miserable. Think about how much happier and less stressed you would be if you truly believed everything's going to work out. The whole universe is conspiring and aligning to bring me exactly what it is I want. I discovered a bar that I'm so excited about, you guys. First of all, I had heard that Maria Shriver and her son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, were in the process with neuroscientists developing a bar that was specifically formulated to have all the supplements you really need for brain function. Like these are the supplements that we, you know, if you've done any research on how to prevent Alzheimer's and lifestyle changes, these are the most important supplements to to have. Anyways, I heard that they were developing this protein bar. I definitely wanted to try it, even though I'm always a little skeptical. I just had in the past been kind of turned off by the taste of protein bars. So I had them ship them to me. I tasted them. I am not kidding. I'm not even exaggerating. You guys, these are the best freaking protein bars I've ever had. I'm not even joking. And this is the part that's going to blow your mind. They have less than one gram of sugar, less than 160 calories. Would you like to eat a delicious bar that is chocolatey and peanut buttery and crunchy? Um, yes. And proceeds go to the women's Alzheimer's movement at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, triple yes. Am obsessed with this bar. But they've got like six other flavors. They've got cookie dough, peanut butter crunch, chocolate crunch, blueberry almond crunch, lemon white chocolate crunch. That's the one I'm going to try next. Listen, we're all busy. You're on the go. You're going to the gym or you're just trying to like live your best life. You're in your car and you're thinking about going through a drive-thru. No, don't do it. Keep a mosh bar in your car. Mosh protein bars will keep your body fit and fueled and feeling good. And 
I might add, it's a great way to support the show and Alzheimer's research. I am so proud to have them as a sponsor. So please take advantage of your 20% off plus free shipping. Go to moshlife.com, order their six count trial pack. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping on that six count trial pack. That pack includes all the flavors and they are delish. Mosh is spelled M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E, moshlife.com forward slash lean for your 20% off. The whole universe is conspiring and aligning to bring me exactly what it is I want. All right, so let's talk about what it takes to adopt the strategies that I had to learn because I did not grow up necessarily with an abundance. I'm not going to say it was a scarcity mindset. That's for sure. My parents, I want to be very honest, they definitely had this abundance thinking, but I was still surrounded by people who had a scarcity mindset. My parents weren't wealthy by any means. They didn't start to become successful until I was long out of the house and, you know. But I do remember growing up, you know, I was born in Detroit and I moved around Michigan and I I lived in small auto worker towns. And I just remember the people and the kids that I grew up with and the families and the homes where, you know, I hung out at friends' homes. Like I just remember the conversations. I remember the talk about the rich people and we aren't that way and and just the belief around how it was you needed to make the powdered milk last longer. You couldn't use too much powder because there just wouldn't be enough. That was always the mindset. There just won't be enough. And so that's what I saw. That's what was role modeled to me. And you start to become whatever is your environment. So whatever environment you grew up in is what you're comfortable in. And that's what I was comfortable in. I was comfortable around poverty. I was comfortable around a scarcity mindset. I was really, really uncomfortable around people who had money. I mean, even like nice cars or a nice home. I mean, I remember babysitting for a family who lived in this like beautiful, beautiful home. And I, I, I didn't drive at the time. I remember that I was the mom or the dad came to pick me up in like this Cadillac. And I remember thinking, oh, they know I'm uncomfortable. How do I pretend that this is normal? I thought that they ate different. I thought that they lived different. I just, I thought that they looked at me differently. Like I didn't associate myself as being anything like them. I was like, that's for them. That's not for people like us. But as I got older and went to college and, you know, you start having more life experiences and I'm working and, you know, starting businesses and meeting other people and going to other people's home and just being around other people, especially like once we moved to California, I started to recognize how uncomfortable I was around people who everything was going well for them and they had financial wealth. They were healthy. It seemed like they had these perfect lives. And I started recognizing that started to feel a little bit more normal almost to see it. Not normal for me yet, but like normal to see it. Where in the environment that I lived in oftentimes in Michigan, especially when I was younger, it was rare to see that. So the first step is you've got to get around it. And you've got to get around it and kind of like overcome that, whether you want to call it imposter syndrome or that level of discomfort that you have, just know that it's going to be there. You are going to be discomfort, but you've got to get around it. You have to see it. You have to experience it. You've got to realize that people are just like you and you know they put their pants on one leg at a time. And you've got to remember that those people, there is nothing inherently different about them. 
so that you start to feel more comfortable with like, yes, this is something that I could have too. Why not me? It's also one of the reasons why I always share numbers. And I never do that to brag. I never do that to boast. Like I'll talk about like how much we are selling our house for when we were selling it or like like how much a car cost or, you know, I will say that we're eight figure earners. And in the past, I would have never done that because I would have thought, well, that's going to make people feel like I'm bragging or that's going to be very unrelatable. And maybe if I was really focused on like making sure that you like me, I wouldn't mention those things. But what's more important than you liking me is me helping you understand like, I've got to normalize these things for you. I need you to go like, oh, she's super normal and she's a hot mess. And if she can have that, like, hello, I'm smarter, taller, thinner, like whatever. Why not me? So you've got to get around it. You've got to expose yourself to it. You can't be afraid to make those connections. And and maybe it's just watching those people online, whether it's a, a YouTube video or listening to podcasts, like get yourself exposed to it. That's what I started doing. I started listening to podcasts. I started going to seminars. I started like listening to people who had this. And even though my first reaction was always to be kind of like intimidated by the numbers or like the lifestyle things that they talked about, like just traveling or or having a second home, I was like, okay, don't be jealous of that. Be inspired by that because why not you? The second strategy that I want you to adopt is to focus on the feeling. So rather than focusing on the things, right? Because that's not going to get you there, in my opinion. And if it does, it's going to get you there and you're not going to feel the way you want to feel. I want you to focus on the feeling. Focus on like, what would it feel like if I fill in the blank? Like, what is that thing that you want to have? Is it the best to be in the best shape you've ever been in your entire life? Is it to have more money than you can spend in a day? Is it to like whatever that thing is or or the list of things that you would like to manifest, even though that word drives me crazy because it's so woo-woo, you know what I mean? But it's true. That's what we're talking about. Like, how do I make this happen? That's what manifesting means basically, right? So if you think about like making those things happen, how would it feel? And again, I don't want you to focus on like, okay, what would it be like to be driving this car? Or what would it feel like to own a home that costs X amount of dollars? Like, I just want you to think about like, what do I want to feel? Do I want to feel taken care of? Do I want to feel secure? Do I want to feel like overwhelmingly blessed? What is the feeling that you want to have? And then start imagining that it's already happening. It's happening or it's happened. I hear a lot of people say, like, imagine it's already happened. And so when I first started learning how to do this, I couldn't relate to that because I'm like, imagine it's already happened. Like, it was this make-believe. That doesn't work for me. So for me, it's just me. I think it's a more doable approach to just imagine it's happening. I might not see it all around me because if I think like it's already happened, that's kind of make-believe. I want to know it is happening though. And I have to behave in such a way that is in alignment for that to happen. Because if I know something's happening and the way I'm behaving is going to sabotage it, it kind of defeats purpose. Okay, number three is huge and it requires making room. You've got to make room for change. If you are a person who's identifying, like when I talked about what scarcity mindset looked like, you were like a little bit annoyed because you're like, oh, she's calling me out. Or maybe you were annoyed because you're like, it felt too sensitive. If you know you've got some baggage when it comes to scarcity, You've got to make room. 
because abundance, think about it, requires a lot of space, a lot of space, which means you have to make room for it. That means you have to like physically get rid of things that you're holding on to because you're afraid that you'll never be able to buy it again or to have it again. You need to make room for positive thoughts. And if you have all these negative thoughts that you ruminate on, like, I don't know if I'm going to get another job. I don't know if I'm going to get another gig. I don't know if I'll ever be successful. Like all those negative thoughts, all those questions, that doubt that you play in your head, there's no room for positive affirmations. There's no room for the, the beliefs around blessings if your brain and your thoughts are consumed, like all the space is consumed with negativity. This also means you have to make space in your life. I mean, from a relationship standpoint, there's just not enough hours and days and years that we have left on this planet to be able to create the kind of abundance that you deserve if you're allowing other people to just drag you down into their scarcity. That doesn't mean we can't love them from afar. That doesn't mean that we can't want the best for them and still like get together with them on occasion. But if you're allowing their energy to influence yours, you don't have room for the positive people who want to pour into you. You don't have the space for it mentally, physically. You don't have the space for it emotionally. Like relationships take time. They take dedication. They take energy. So are the relationships, the people you have around you, again, I'm not saying like cut anybody off. I'm just saying like, are you giving too much energy to people who are stuck in a scarcity mindset? Because they will drag you down and down and down. And again, we can love them. Sometimes it's family members. Sometimes it's friends that we've had for like 25 plus years. I mean, I've got some friends who, I'm not going to name names, but they are definitely 1000% have a scarcity mindset and I love them, but I can't give them as much energy and I choose not to give them as much energy and spend as much time with them and worry about them and connect with them on the same level as I do someone who's going to bring, like they, they share that abundant mindset with me. So make room. Without a doubt, there are a number of minerals and vitamins that people are deficient in that make your brain and your body function at an optimal level. And if you're deficient in those levels, well, then your brain is deficient in its potential. And that's why I'm always telling people, look at the minerals that people are most deficient in, one of them being magnesium. Magnesium improves brain function. It improves your focus by enhancing your synaptic plasticity which is just a fancy way of saying like, it allows your brain to grow, to form new connections. It regulates your transmitters. It reduces inflammation. Inflammation is one of those things that creates brain fog. It's involved in our energy, our metabolism. When your magnesium is off, it's hard to get good sleep. It's hard to get quality sleep. It helps us to maintain a stable mood. It helps us with energy, blood pressure, irritability, stronger bones, all of those things. I was looking for a quality magnesium supplement, and that's how I discovered our show sponsor today, magbreakthrough.com. It is a magnesium supplement that offers all seven forms of magnesium so that your body can actually absorb them. And when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, you pretty much every function of your body is upgraded from your brain to your sleep to inflammation, pain, stress, all of it. Today, listeners of The Shalene Show can go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shalene. When you use promo code Shalene, you will unlock special gifts with your purchase. This is a limited time offer for select orders, so go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shalene right now and don't forget to use promo code Shalene. I mean, I've got some friends who, 
I'm not going to name names, but they are definitely 1000% have a scarcity mindset and I love them, but I can't give them as much energy and I choose not to give them as much energy and spend as much time with them and worry about them and connect with them on the same level as I do someone who's going to bring, like they, they share that abundant mindset with me. So make room. Step four is you need to become the person who you need to be. So when you think about that person who has an abundance mindset, that person who knows more is coming to them, you need to start living that kind of energy. And it might feel really freaking phony at first, but it's crazy how when you start behaving this way and thinking this way and saying things that you're like, I don't even believe what I'm saying, but I'm going to say it, your brain starts to believe you. Your life starts to align with that abundance. Trust me, I know it feels funky. It might even feel like kind of fake at first when you do this. But when you start changing your energy and saying like, I have to behave, I have to speak, and I have to have the habits of somebody who attracts abundance to them. Does somebody who has a scarcity mindset do this? Fill in the blank. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you were overcharged by $7 for an item that you purchased at the grocery store. The grocery store is 20 minutes away. You get home, you realize, oh, they charged me $7 more than they should have. And now you're going to get back in your car. You're going to load up that thing. You're going to go back to the grocery store. You're going to ask for a manager for your $7 refund. In total, it took you an hour. That's a scarcity mindset. Because whatever it is, no matter how little money you make today, I guarantee if you spent an hour figuring out how you could make money online, anything you could sell that's in your garage and you need to let go of anyways, you could make 10 times that amount. Scarcity mindset is like, I need to hold on to that $7 because I'm not going to get more. But someone who has an abundant mindset says, you know what? That was meant for somebody else and I can get that money back and more. Money is just energy. It doesn't have a grip on me. It doesn't have a hold on me. That's something that I had to think about specifically changing because money used to have a tight grip on me. It used to be how I valued myself. It was how I evaluated my importance and significance to other people. So if I was losing money, that meant that I was losing significance. And I had to learn to let go of that. I had to learn to realize it's just energy. And I've got tons of energy, which means I'm going to attract more energy to me. And this is amazing and freaking works. Okay, step five is huge. It is reverse engineering what it is you actually want to have happen. And remember the movie, The Secret? Like when that movie first came out, my kids are probably scarred by this because I said, hey, invite your friends over. And so my kids were young and we we had all the kids over and we had like a big, you know, slumber party at the Johnson's house. And I'm like, I got everybody a movie and I made them watch The Secret. I was that mom, like toxic positivity secret mom. Like I made them watch the movie, The Secret. And it's a great movie. But in my experience, the one thing that that movie always kind of missed the mark for me is because it's almost like wishing. And that's all very true. You have to do those things, kind of what we're talking about today. But the key I think that was left out is the significance of reverse engineering it. It's like, okay, I believe that the universe is, this is all happening for me. I believe it's going to happen for me. I know it's going to happen. I'm embracing the energy, but like, that's just wishing. At a certain point, you got to take action. And before you can take action, you got to figure out what action you need to take. And before you can figure out that, you have to know, what is it that I want? What is it I'm trying to attract? And not just attract because I have to make this happen. 
So you reverse engineer it by saying like, okay, if I want to have more money, let's just say, or I want to lose body fat, or I want to have a better relationship with my partner, you can't just write it 50 times on a page and think that it's going to happen. You have to reverse engineer it. You have to do some work. It, this drives me freaking crazy. Stop a wishing and a hoping and a praying and start taking notes and reverse engineering. That means like, okay, what's required? Someone else who's done this, they've probably taught it. So how can I learn that from them? What steps do I need to follow? So also part of reverse engineering is research. Research, research, research. It just drives me crazy. Can you tell I'm up on a soapbox now? It drives me crazy that people, <laughs> they'll comment under my Instagram like, well, but how do I do that? I'm like, dude, do you think I'm Google? Take that same damn question and type it into Google. I mean, like, what are you thinking? The world is your oyster. Absolutely anything you want to figure out how to do, there are instructions on how to do it on the internet for free. You have to do the work and it starts with you reverse engineering, doing the research, and then taking a DIY approach. A DIY approach means ain't nobody going to show up on a white horse and save you. Stop a whining and complaining and thinking like, oh, this person has it easier or that person got this and oh, but you don't know I've got this illness and that illness. Oh my God, it drives me crazy. Like I run from people who do that. I run from them because I know that their scarcity is infectious and I do not want to get infected. Is there a vaccine for that? Because that is something I do not want. Number six is you've got to focus on your why. Like, why do you want this? Why do you want to attract abundance to your life? I mean, the obvious reasons are, oh, well, my life would be easier. I would be happier. Yeah, fill in all the blanks. But what is it you truly want? Like, what motivates you to make this change? Is it to change the legacy for your family? Is it to change things in the dynamic of your relationship with your partner? Is it so that you could help other people? Is it just so that you felt lighter and you could be nicer and kinder and life didn't feel so heavy? Well, you just have to focus on what is your why. And my seventh and final step is one that, again, is very different from what I think most people teach, but I think it's critical. And that is make smaller goals so that you can accomplish them like really fast, like something very small, like, and let's talk about that abundance, right? So I want you to think of something right now that you've been holding onto that you don't need it anymore, that it's silly that you've been hanging onto it, like, like it's going to change anything or like you could never get it again. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a friend. I don't know if that's a broken piece of jewelry. I don't know if that's a bunch of junk that's in your garage. I don't know if it's something physical. I don't know if it's something emotional. Maybe you've been holding on to a memory. Maybe you've been holding on to pain. Maybe you've been holding on to anger and you realize it's keeping you stuck in scarcity. I want you to make a decision to let go of that. And that's one small goal. So by setting really small attainable goals for ourselves that relate to changing our mindset and changing our beliefs and even our habits when it comes to scarcity and or abundance. Like when you set a goal like that for yourself and you accomplish it, then you start to get the ball rolling. You start to feel like this is possible and I'm changing. I need you to acknowledge that you're changing. I want you to know 
that money is coming to you, health is coming to you, the right people are coming to you, the right message is coming to you. You're going to pull into that busy grocery store or wherever it is you're going next and and all the parking spaces will be full, but one is going to magically open for you because you have parking lot abundance. Like you have all the different kinds of abundance you could ever possibly need. You have it. Anyways, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.